right. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're here with uh, another hodgepodge group. Uh, unfortunately, Zach is wheeling and dealing on the Saskatoon buy and sell and is hung up a little bit here. So right now it's just myself and Armin. And maybe we'll get Zach in here later on. Unfortunately, he's just kind of tied up at the moment. But uh, we're here with episode number 30, which is uh, just pretty crazy to believe that uh, uh, so far we've already hammered out 30 of these episodes. But here we are for, uh, for our week 12 recap and prep for week 13 for our December 1st episode. Um, we, are getting, we are getting real close to the playoffs here. We have two regular season weeks left, and then we have our, uh, we're, we're in playoffs. So hopefully everybody listening, uh, maybe this episode will help get you pushed into the playoffs, um, hopefully get some moves, and hopefully we can win everybody some championships here. But uh, before we get started, I guess we'll throw it over to uh, my co-host for the evening, uh, Armin Schallenberg. Armin, what's going on tonight? Hey, uh, it's going pretty good here. Uh, had basketball tryouts last week, so unfortunately it just took up all my time and I couldn't make it out. But now that we we got uh, those tree outs done, then uh, I can uh, get back to doing a little bit more fantasy stuff. And and the season's going to be busy, but uh, not as busy as the tryouts week, that's for sure. Yep. Um, also, I'm, I'm sorry, Jordan. Uh, about you uh, being mathematically eliminated from playoff contention in staff league this week. That must have been pretty tough, eh? Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, we made a couple of moves to try and make some pushes. Unfortunately, had some tough losses early on, and I don't think it really mattered. Even if I weren't mathematically eliminated, uh, our team is decimated at this point. We'll get to it in insiders and headliners, but man, oh man, that team was absolutely gutted this week. <laughs> like On paper, I think we had the best roster by any means, but it's... Uh, we, we might be in the toilet bowl here battling for the host position. But yeah. It's, uh, well, it's a you tough guys, ho- holy, some bad luck for you guys. Like every week projected to be the top point getter and then you lose games. You're sitting at four and eight and you have the sec- or third most points on the season out of the league. Like, and it's a 14 team league. That's just rough, man. Yeah, it's been, hey, that's how fantasy goes. That's, that's the one league I co-manage. It's actually meant for St. Mary staff. And this year I'm not a St. Mary staff, but I've been involved with St. Mary. So they kept me in, kept me involved as a co-manager with another guy, co-manage a team together. So it kind of worked out well, but that was a tough go. But a um, couple other things we'll mention here before we get started. Last day of November, uh, Zach's not here. So we can't check in on his uh, beautiful mustache. He had rock in there last bit there, but uh, we got uh, Armin is still rocking his nice little muzzy. My uh, my fourteen year old mustache is coming in real patchy. <laughs> Thank God I got to shave it off today. It's been terrible, um, but hopefully everybody raised some good money for November for a great cause. And uh, before we get rolling, one two more things. One I don't know Armin. I know we were talking about the group chat there, but to the listeners, if you didn't get to watch this, one of the more thrilling football games I watched all weekend. It wasn't even an NFL or a CFL game. It was the U of S Huskies playing against Montreal. Uh, for in the semifinals to go to the Vanier Cup. It was a cold game, windy game, and with five seconds left, they punched their ticket to the Vanier Cup. They had to march the whole field, and on second and second and long, I believe it was, they could have kicked a field goal to go overtime. Second and long, uh, from about 18 out, they decide to run the ball, uh, cut back, pan out, and he punches it in for five seconds remaining on the clock to go punch their ticket to the Vanier Cup. So, it was a thriller. It was a fun one to watch, and I definitely will be watching the Vanier Cup this weekend. So best of luck to the U of S Huskies as they take on Western uh, for the Vanier Cup. And then also good luck to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as they travel to Winnipeg to take on uh, the Blue Bombers for the West Finals at a chance at uh, the Great Cup. So some, some big Saskatchewan football games this weekend, and obviously some big games on Sunday for everybody's fantasy rosters as they're making the push for playoffs. But it's, uh, I'll, be, I'll be glued to the TV all weekend. I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah, big football weekend. You know, yeah, congrats to the Huskies on making it on staff. We have a few alumni on our uh, on our coaching staff at St. Mary there, and they're just as jacked up, I think, as if they would be still playing. So, And one coach whose something. nephew is on the team still currently too, so he's yeah. he's pretty fired up. Yeah. Talking about fired up, this is not fantasy related one bit, but I, I got to share this on the podcast. I don't know if you've even heard this yet, Armin, because I don't know if I've got a chance to tell you this, but uh, 
um, vaccination draws. Okay. You know how some provinces are doing the, the vaccine draws to try and get people to get their vaccines, but Métis yeah. Nation, Saskatchewan had uh, vaccine draws where you could oh. put your name in. If you're vaccinated, you can win a truck, you can win a boat, you can win all kinds of stuff. I got my name pulled for a $25,000 scholarship. I got the call on Monday. So I sent my paperwork through 25 G's. I won through getting vaccinated. So oh, I was wow. pretty, pretty fired up about that one. That's uh, my pools picks for 25 K didn't quite go as well for my Sunday picks, but uh, <laughs> it worked out for me. It was, uh, it was what a feeling that was. I was pretty, pretty jazzed up, but that's pretty incredible, man. Uh, drinks on you uh, later, I guess. <laughs> exactly. I figured I'd share that one. I don't think I had told you, I haven't seen you since, uh, since the last week so i figured i'd drop that bomb on you but yeah you're definitely right next next rebel next rebellion rounds definitely definitely on me that's for sure yeah but uh we'll get this one started here we're on the uh, insiders and headliners this is um this one hurts quite a bit because this was uh man it was just every game your watchers like oh injury 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 it's like this this one i remember just sitting there looking at my phone after the sunday and was like this is how I hate fantasy football. <laughs> like it's just, it was just <laughs> awful. Every big name you could have. So for some of my leagues, I've dodged the injury bug quite a bit. And then it just came back and bit me in the ass big time this week. But um, I'm just going to go through these quickly and we're, and maybe we'll just share some reactions at the end because there is no point in dissecting each and every one of these. Cause they're all big names. They all have big implications, but yeah. maybe let's, let's rifle through these. I'll read them quickly. And then we'll, we'll maybe hit off a few, few major pieces. So AJ Brown, Receiver from Tennessee Titans put on the IR due to his chest injury. So he's out for a minimum three weeks. Dalvin Cook, separated shoulder and uh, another tear in his shoulder. Could see the IR, expected to miss at least probably two weeks, they're thinking. So could be out for the remainder of your fantasy football season. Christian McCaffrey, ankle, IR, done for the year. Randall Cobb, growing to be determined. They're on bye week. Not a big name, but still somebody that you could rely on as a flex option for wide receiver. Dan Arnold, um, tight end uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was kind of that um, streaming darling that you could stream, and all of a sudden he was getting 13 targets a game. Not anymore. MCL sprain, four to six weeks out for the year. Debo Samuel, um, this year's bounce back player of the year. Groin injury, out one to two weeks. Darren Waller, week to week. Uh, DeAndre Swift, currently monitoring that injury, but they're expecting him not to play. Probably one, maybe two weeks. Daniel Jones, neck injury, day-to-day, expected to miss this week. It's just ongoing, ongoing. It was injury, injury, injury. And it's not just small little nicks. It's long-term looking injuries. So, I mean, out of the top four running backs you could draft and redraft, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, all four of them missed a substantial amount of time this year. Like, what a what a gut-wrenching feeling this this fantasy football season was and it feels like we just got hit all at the epitome right now at the end of the season like what an absolute gong show yeah it's it's pretty rough if you were sitting in that four slot this season four or five and it's looking pretty pretty nice for you because you're probably sitting there with a with a guy that you drafted that uh is now looking like he was rb1 on the season maybe who knows Here's but, um here's been a discussion I've heard on lots of podcasts, lots of my group chats, lots of football fantasy platforms. We've been talking about it quite a bit. Next year, one oh one. Do you think it's still Chris McCaffrey or who do you think's pegged for one oh one next year? Oh man, I don't know. That's uh that's a really tough question there. I think uh um you gotta think about what Derrick Henry's do did before he went on the IAR. Um, and then also Jonathan Taylor, what he's doing currently, right? Like that's looking pretty good. And we were laughing at guys at the beginning of the season, drafting him like 102, 103, like, oh, that's too high. And now it's like, uh, no, that was a, clearly a good choice by you. Putting, putting the eggs in the, in the right basket. Like if I had to yeah. think about the top five picks right now, like I know we're foreshadowing, we still got this season to deal with, but if I just say the probably top five picks, most likely all five be running backs, right? There's no wide receiver tight end that's going to jump up to that top five. I'm thinking yeah. it's Jonathan Taylor, maybe Derrick Henry, depending on how he recovers from this injury, if we see him in playoffs, et cetera, right? Yeah. Austin Eckler, definitely making a name for himself in that conversation. Christian yeah. McCaffrey, just because he when he's on the field, he's still elite. And then we still can see Alvin Kamara this season. So I think 
those got to be the top five next year still like foreshadowing you know do you agree or disagree yeah i could uh i could see that being top five maybe not consensus necessarily i could see um eckler's never really gotten a ton of love right so i could see some sometimes you've seen him going down a little bit lower same with cmc just because when he's on the field like you said he's elite but uh just the last few years hasn't been dependable right um those two names could definitely slide but i think you're you're pretty close on saying that like when you look at uh the average rankings throughout draft time there that those guys should be the top five still yeah, like saquon's outside looking and he's had a terrible year injuries and even when he's on the field it hasn't been great ezekiel elliott okay maybe in the conversation but still same thing outside looking in so i mean we're foreshadowing it's a draft season that's a little over or maybe a little under 10 months away but uh i mean it's definitely something interesting to talk about now as we're uh, speculating about these obviously big names being injured right it's yeah. interesting to talk about for sure you you could definitely slide uh mixon into that mix though too the way he's been playing this season yeah how Almost are you like uh he, he's been elite but this is finally the first season where you've kind of seen him be more consistent and hasn't got caught by that injury bug too right yeah how are you licking your chops about that trade we made there eh, armin oh <laughs> yeah man. It, it's, I'm feeling pretty good about it now. You lost McCaffrey, but you might be all right because Mixon's obviously carrying the load for you right now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, and yeah, back to McCaffrey there. I just this one, I not necessarily a victory lap, but a little bit of a. Um, I don't know what Carolina is doing with McCaffrey. Um, in my mind, I think it's pretty clear that. McCaffrey can't handle that that full workhorse load that they expect of him anymore and like he can still be elite when he touches the ball but you just you got to limit his touches they got to start thinking about his longevity of his career because they're not competing now they're competing maybe next year or the year after that like try and keep the guy healthy so that if you have a playoff push you can depend on him in the playoffs and and just use them in those crucial moments and and then otherwise like rotate it through like we've seen examples of guys in the league who are um can still get elite production but limited snap count in like um aaron jones nick chubb and kareem hunt right uh who else austin eckler in the past not maybe not this year so much but in the past right um even going a little bit further down, um, Antonio Gibson has still been able to dish out some some good points, and uh, he's been sharing a bit of the load with J.D. McKissick, right? Like Even look at like the San Francisco backfield. They've been splitting it between three, four guys over the past couple of years. Like, there was games where Mostert would touch the ball six times and you'd put up 14 points, you know? like Yeah. Guys, guys that are just like when they get the ball, they're dynamic. They don't need to get the 30, 40 touches. I mean, for fantasy football, we love it because it's almost guaranteed <laughs> points, right? But, yeah. but uh, even when you have a bad week, you have a good week. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm curious if they end up trading him to Houston. There was conversations about him being involved in that Deshaun Watson trade offers, you know. So oh. I'm, I'm curious if that ends up happening, what's going to happen. That might make your uh, Chuba Hubbard uh, take a little bit more spicy, even as we roll into <laughs> the offseason here yeah um i guess we could speculate on the insiders and headliners but i mean we've gone over it more and more we talk about it the more frustrated i think i'm gonna get so (laughs) so maybe we'll uh maybe we'll head into the weekly recap here with our studs and duds what do you figure sounds great to me all right uh i'll start it off here and um this one is dear to my heart he's one of my favorite prospects going into next uh season i have him on quite a few rosters and, and that's Javante Williams running back from the Denver Broncos. So right now he is almost identically splitting time with Melvin Gordon to the snap, to the carry, to the receptions. It's almost down the middle. And right now, Javante Williams, if you just, just watch with your eyeballs, he passes the eyeball test. He is elite. And right now with splitting time, he put up 18.6 fantasy points and he was RB7 on the week. Not, not so much elite numbers, but he is dynamic. The amount of times he's had big runs called back on flags this season is absolutely mm-hmm. outstanding. Like, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Poor guy. 14, 14 carries for 54 yards and a score. Three receptions for 57 yards. Good enough for 18.6 points. While 
splitting it down the middle with another running back. The first play, Melvin Gordon got hurt. It looked like, oh my goodness, is this full-time Javante Williams time now? Like it's, it could be happening. Then Melvin came back and they split it down the middle, but he still is getting it done with halftime share. So, I mean, I talked about it last week on the pod. If you can get your hands on him, go do it. Doesn't matter what it costs, spend it. Cause he is going to be a early league winner next year. In my opinion, I will put my flag on it. So big time, big fan, Javante Williams. He is my stud of the week. Of course, it's tough to buy him when uh, the owner you're trying to trade with uh, doesn't want to sell him at all, <laughs> even to try and win the league. Yeah, me and Armin are in uh, negotiations, and uh, I'm very thankful I didn't make that trade because, oh boy, foreshadowing, he made my stinker list today. So, uh, Armin, <laughs> you, uh, you're stud of the week. Who you want to talk about? All right. I want to give some love to Elijah Mitchell. Um, he... He hasn't gotten a lot of love recently, but he's still been turning out points all season long. He got 26.3 half point PPR point or PPR points this week on 27 carries, 133 yards and one touchdown. And then he got a few passes in there. And it's great to see that he's getting more involved in the pass game as well. He's a guy that he was my sleeper in, uh, in the preseason here. Um, I said he he's a lot like your stud. He has great contact balance, great burst, and uh, he is a speedster as well when he gets moving. Um, so I, I love to see this guy, six, dra- six round draft pick, stealing the starting job in San Fran and just rolling with it. And if you got him in your league this year, that value that you got him at off the waivers, most likely is paying huge dividends still. And that is beautiful, a beautiful thing in fantasy football, because it just, oh, it makes your whole roster that much stronger. If you have a good draft and then you end up picking somebody off the waiver wire and you can rely on him as a starter. Oh, it's like winning, winning the lottery on a free scratcher. Like it's just, yeah. And, and the worst part was about him was the, there was rumors that he was going to be on a limited share touch share because of that broken finger, that surgically repaired finger. So I yeah. pulled him out of my starting lineup in one of my leagues just to be safe. What a mistake that was. Oh man. <laughs> he just, you talked, I will give you props, Armin. You, you pumped his tires so hard, even in the draft season before he was even drafted, you pumped his tires so hard. And then you were devastated because he got drafted the same team that drafted Trey Sermon, but about three, four rounds later, but you've been pumping his tires for quite some time. So I'll give you the props there. I mean, you called this shot a long time ago. (laughs) He is looking very dynamic. It'd be interesting what happens though, when they have a full healthy backfield, because they have about five or six pretty talented running backs on that roster, but he's, he's definitely making, uh, making uh, his name stand for it now with his, uh, with his touches. Well, he, he's already battled off sermon. He's battled off hasty. He's battling off Wilson right now. I think the only guy left is Mostert for him to battle off, eh? Yeah, and well, see what happens. Like, I think he's a free agent this upcoming. I, I can't. I would have to confirm that, but I'm pretty sure he's either he's either a free agent or it's on a uh, contract year. I can't remember, but it right. uh, definitely make things a little bit more interesting. So yeah, and he's he's uh, getting a little long in the tooth. He's almost as old as I am. So he's one of those guys that like, got a late late start in his career too. So you know, like you look at the age and you think. Oh, he's going to be worn out soon. Well, he didn't really get his big break until he was like 26. So yeah, that's so. true. And then he like snapped his arm and all oh, that poor guy. He's <laughs> had a tough go, but uh, yeah. talking about tough goes my, uh, my dud of the week. Um, this one was a head scratcher and I'm sure you can attest to this one too, Armin, because we negotiated about this guy back and forth. And this was a guy that I wanted to buy to try and help push my team to a championship this year. We didn't get the deal done, which is whatever, but um nick chubb running back from cleveland the uh, cleveland browns um everybody's a little bit concerned about whether uh hunt was going to eat into his his touches his first game back i mean it didn't happen they both sucked so they didn't eat into each other at all but nick yeah. chubb ended up having 4.9 points on the week he was running back 40 and he had eight carries for 16 yards and he got two receptions for 23 yards for 4.9 this is unbelievable in a matchup where it was an ugly football game. I'll be completely honest with you guys. If you watch that Cleveland 
Baltimore game, it was stinky. Oh, but so um, bad. In a game that's bad like that, Lamar throws four interceptions. So first of all, we're not talking about him. He's going to be an honorary dud of the week. <laughs> it, that was a game where it was like, okay, it's getting sloppy. It's not getting good. How about let's just hand it to the guy that can just absolutely pound the rock, let's control the clock, and let's just get some points. And, uh, yeah, that did not happen. It was um, it was extremely disappointing if you watch that game at all and you're a Nick Chubb owner. Uh, but, yeah, Nick Chubb having a tough uh, tough week. So he's making yeah. my dud of the week. That's just weird to see Chubb only get eight carries and then 16 yards. That, like, you can continue to put him in your starting lineup with, with pretty good confidence here, folks. This is just a down week, and that's why we got to put him as a dud because – for anybody who drafted Chubb, this is not what you expected, but next week he should definitely bounce back because you look at his efficiency throughout the season, but this one just awful. Two yards for carry. Wow. Yeah, I uh I'm with you. I hope I hope he bounces back. I mean, if you're a Chubb owner and I told you he got more points in the receiving game than he did the running game, you would be absolutely ecstatic. You'd be like, Holy <laughs> man, what a week. Uh no, not so much this week, unreal. Yeah. Uh you're done of the week, Armin. All right. Uh, I uh, continued with that RB train as well. And I went to Pittsburgh with Najee Harris. Um, he only got 5.2 points on the week, which is his lowest fantasy output of his young career so far. He had a 5.4 in week one, and then he's been uh, in double digits ever since high teens or low twenties every week, pretty well. But uh, this week was was a little off. He too only got eight carries. He got a little bit more yardage than Chubb with 23 yards and he caught three balls for 14 yards. So it just, um, Cincinnati started running away with this game on uh, Pittsburgh and, you know, they, they just couldn't move the ball with the RBs. And it's, this is the, the downfall of, of drafting that Pittsburgh elite running back right now that's going to get the the touches is that even if he gets uh what did I say you got 12 touches on the on the game 11 touches on the game even with 11 touches they can still shut him down right because that o-line is just hot garbage at the moment well that that game was gross too i think it was cincinnati jumped out scored and then a pick six and then a score and all of a sudden it was like 21 rip off the hop and yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't good situation. I can't remember, and it was pretty something similar to that. But it was uh, they were they were behind the eight ball from the get go, so you can't expect your run game to carry you a twenty one deficit early. You know, like you gotta you gotta start coming back in a big way, and it never happened. But yeah, that Sunday night air was definitely not what uh, what people wanted to see. No, gosh, that no. was a a disgusting game from uh, from Cleveland and. Uh, and uh baltimore though i gotta get back to that one because then <laughs> was... the monday nighter ooh, the monday nighter that was a good game and that was not expected you know like oh that's a two point two point return there on the on the pat try from the big man you like to see those oh yeah longest <laughs> longest two points ever scored i think probably yeah. oh especially from a big man yeah uh, a couple other big games here. Leonard Fournette, four scores. Uh, he had a big, big showing in a big way. Joel Mix, we talked to him a bit. And then Jalen Waddle, uh, wide receiver uh, rookie. He's had himself another good week. That's a couple in a row now. Uh, and then we talked about Lamar having a tough go. But, uh, I mean, if you're having a tough go, you know, a little uh, put a smile on your face is uh, making your way down Central Avenue and finding yourself at Limitless Gear. They stocked up with a bunch of new products, not even just apparel now. I noticed they got some popcorn. They got a whole bunch of new, um, a bunch of new products in store and in stock, ready to go, fresh off their Black Friday deals. So, uh, if you're having a tough go, maybe uh, had a tough loss this last week, put a smile on your face and go get yourself a little bit of limitless gear. I know wearing my hat right now, I'm all smiles here on the podcast. Wearing my hoodie on the weekend, nice comfy hoodie. Can't go wrong with the limitless gear. So. It's a brand about bettering yourself and believing the possibilities are endless. You set your mind to it. So limitless gear, Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Uh, Armin, you missed out on the Canadian player profile last week. And uh, unfortunately, I couldn't use the opportunity to try and uh, sneak ahead of you because uh, Zach, he he got the big win this last week. Unfortunately, I couldn't get her done. But uh, 
Last week, we showcased Dakota Shepley, uh, offensive guard from Seattle. And it was, will Russell Wilson bounce back and have a top six quarterback production versus Washington? Um, unfortunately, and depending on what uh, settings you're looking at, he finished anywhere between quarterback six and quarterback nine. Now, the one league we're in, he finished in quarterback six, but we have obscure rules and points set up for quarterback. So I can't put that into consideration because in most leagues, he finished somewhere between seven, eight, and nine. So uh, I lost, Zach won. Uh, that puts us at me at seven. Uh, Armin at six and Zach at three. Now this week uh, we are going to be pro uh, for Canadian player profile week number 12. Uh, we're going to be focusing on Neville Gallimore. Uh, now he is, he, sorry, he was born on January 17th, 1917 or sorry, 1997. Holy man. <laughs> 1917 middle of world war one here uh, yeah. in 1997 in Ottawa, Ontario. He's six foot two and 302 pounds. Uh, he was the first Canadian-born player to be invited to participate in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl uh, as a high school student, but couldn't suit up because of a knee injury in 2015. Uh, after receiving 300 scholarship, or sorry, 300, holy man, I am battling it tonight. Uh, after receiving 30 <laughs> scholarship offers from U.S. schools, he ended up committing to the University of Oklahoma to play college football. Uh, throughout his college career, a four-year career, he uh, appeared in 46 games, 147 tackles, 17 of them for a loss, eight and a half sacks, as well as two pass deflections. Uh, concluding his college career, he ended as a second team all Big 12. And then entering in the 2020 NFL draft, he was selected by the Dallas Cowboys in the third round, 82nd overall. And he was drafted in the, in the eighth round, 71st overall in the 2020 CFL draft by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So far Ooh. in his short NFL career, he has 28 tackles, a half sack, and one pass deflection, and unfortunately started this season on the injury reserve. Um, so offensive, or sorry, defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. They are playing the Thursday nighter against the Saints. So our buy or sell question this week is with a new quarterback in town for the Saints in this upcoming week, uh, will the New Orleans Saints surpass 30, or sorry, 340 yards against the Cowboys. Um, so the Cowboys defense, um, or so the, yeah, the Cowboys defense, they are averaging 107 uh, rushing yards, 262 passing yards for an average of 369 yards per game. And the Saints are averaging 309 yards of offense per game. So uh, right now we're kind of slap dab in the middle. So we made it the average of both of 340. Armin, are you going to buy or are you going to sell this? Um, I do not think the Saints are going to get 340 yards on the Cowboys defense, so I'm going to sell. Right? I'm reading yep. that right. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna take the under. This uh, this betting language, where as you can tell, Zach and I are very inexperienced with it. Um, we we like fantasy football, but apparently not betting on the outcomes of games. Um, I am going to, oh boy, I'm, uh, I think, I, I think I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Tyson Williams, can he, can he brings the rushing platform? Tyson Williams, sorry. Uh, Tyson, Tyson Hill. Holy man. My brain is frazzled today. Uh, he brings a rushing platform, uh, that I think can get rushing going a bit more. Kamara has been practicing. I think he's going to get it going. Now, can I like buy slash sell if Kamara plays? I can buy. If Kamara doesn't play, I can sell. <laughs> like, am I allowed to do that? Because uh, I'm thinking Kamara plays, which adds to the offense. Uh, Hill can uh, rush it a little bit. I think he can. He doesn't stretch the field by any means, but he's a capable passer. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. I'm going to buy it just because I want to be opposite of you and, uh, and I want Hill to do well. I'm going to try and pick him up my super flex league. So we'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to go buy. I'll buy. We'll go contrarian here. You know, I, I want Hill to succeed, but uh, you know what? I think he can succeed and still not get 340 yards of offense. I think as long as they win the game, that would be a win for Taysom Hill. Um, well, here, but... how about he, how about he passes for, he passes for 140. He rushes for a hundred. And then Kamara rushes for 100, bingo, bango, bongo. There you go. There's my 340. 
Yeah, that could that could happen. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's possible. That's why it's a it's a bet, right? So yeah, but yeah, I don't quite believe in it. I I think the Cowboys' defense this year is way better than last year. So I, I like their chances of of shutting down Taysom Hill. Well, with with Dallas's weapons all coming back this week it's uh they're gonna have to be able to put the pedal to the metal to be able to keep up in that game i think even though the cowboys have looked pretty rough the last couple but i mean they've been injured their offense you can't really judge that whole picture right it's been uh other yeah. than that kc situation where it was kind of a flop game but last week you can't really judge that one they're missing some of their key weapons it's a tough situation but i'm thinking thinking it's actually going to be a pretty good thursday nighter here so here's yeah. the whole here's the wishful thinking <laughs> Um, entering into our week weekly preview, uh, we have a couple teams coming off bye week here, Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs. So welcome back and welcome to week 13 uh, teams on bye week this week. We have the Carolina Panthers, the Cleveland Browns, the Green Bay Packers and the Tennessee Titans. Um, so we are heading into our week 13 um, right now. Uh, we are going to start with uh, Armin's full stream ahead. This one, this this is a put up or shut up here, Armin. I think this one. I I like this one. I like it's it's gutsy, but for this individual player, this is a put up or shut up week. I think so. I'm, I'm gonna let you take the. I'm gonna let you take it here for your full stream ahead. All right, um, for my full stream ahead this week, uh, owned in 38% of uh, Yahoo leagues, and in I'm just trying to. Make sure I have the right stat here in 44% of sleeper leagues. So he's, he's relatively available yet for you is uh, Mac Jones, the new England Patriots, a uh, new star QB here. Um, I'm looking at the trends here and yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely a game where he can put up some points. I mean, Buffalo has a great offense. They're pretty tough to shut down even for a new England, right? So Mac Jones, in order to win this game, is going to have to put up some points of his own. And like you said, put up or shut up kind of week for him, right? Um, but uh, last week, he put up 22.5 points against Tennessee. I looked at the scores of any game. Any game where it's relatively close, Mac Jones has had a good week, like his, his any of his 20 points weeks or high teens weeks. Um, so this week should be no different in that regard. Um, all the blowout weeks, those are the weeks where you had, didn't have very many uh, many uh, fantasy points, and you can't really expect your QB to put up a ton of fantasy points when your team's ahead and running the ball all the time. This this is going to be a big contest for him. Like this, this is a big game. Two big teams that are making big pushes. Well, this 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 game could single handedly solidify who wins the division too. You know, like yeah. it's a tough defense to play against. Uh, it's going to be a showcase game. This is an opportunity for him to be able to uh, show, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go and I'm ready to stop, step into the, into the spotlight here. And it's yeah. uh, he, he's, he's doing it right now. Like out of all the rookie quarterbacks right now, he is having by far the best season. And he actually looks like he hasn't been tested. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say he hasn't been tested, but he hasn't had to come back from a deficit. You know, he hasn't had to stretch the field. He hasn't had to be elite yet but he yeah. looks pretty damn good. Like he, he's tactitional, you know, the, the balls are in the right spot. He's, he's making the right decisions. His passer rating has been ridiculous. Yeah. He's a surgeon with that ball right now. And that's why they drafted him. Right. And it's um, we, we on the pod, I'll admit it right now. I didn't see it coming this season. I, I didn't think Mac Jones was going to be the, the QB everybody thought he was. And, uh, I'll admit I, I was wrong there. He he looks good. He's confident and and he's a good game general. Yeah, he's uh, he's he, this is his opportunity to say, you know what, I I am legit. I'm I'm ready to take this team to a divisional title. Like it's it's very possible that this win this win could solidify a division win for them. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, my uh, we'll go into the starts starts of the week here. Um. My start of the week, I'll, well, I'll take mine last. I'll just uh, I'll list off uh, Zach's here. Uh, Zach wants to start Josh Reynolds, wide receiver from the Detroit Lions versus Minnesota. He um, he has that Jared Goff 
the Los Angeles Rams connection a little bit. You saw yeah. him hit a big shot to kickstart that Thanksgiving game. Uh, maybe we're building off that uh, off that connection and and the Detroit Lions having to come back from behind as per usual. So I imagine those are a lot of the reasons why Zach is uh, is licking his chops about Josh Reynolds this week, especially the streaming options. So, uh, yeah. uh, Arm, let's uh, let's hear yours. All right, uh, my uh, start of the week. Um, you know, I thought about uh, bringing up Van Jefferson or uh, a few other guys here, but uh, I ended up settling on um, Darnell Mooney versus Arizona. Um, the last few weeks, he has shown that he is the number one receiver in Chicago now. I think it's official. You can say it with confidence. He has sur- surpassed surpassed uh, i didn't want to say surpass i wanted to say um when you take over uh as like a king or something surplanted yeah surplanted um alan robinson as a wide receiver one on that team um and it doesn't matter who's slinging the ball whether it's justin fields or andy dalton darnell mooney has been able to put up points in the last few weeks so um, he, he's kind of had his breakout here and I'm, I'm thinking it's going to continue. They're going to be in a negative game script against the high flying Arizona Cardinal Cardinal. So they're going to have to throw the ball and Arizona though. They've had a good defense this year. Um, I, somebody's going to get points in Chicago and it's probably going to be Mooney if it's anybody. Well, yeah, because I can see Arizona taking away the run game and making them force him to pass it, right? And he's going to yeah. get peppered with targets. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the percentages of him being able to at least bust one or just not not kill you. You know, he's going to get six points worth of targets. So Yeah, so and he, he's showing some good uh, yak yard ability in the last few weeks here. Yeah, he's he has. Pretty nice. Um, I'm going to go with a uh, similar reason for mine here. I'm going to go with uh, my start of the week wide receiver. From the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, that's Hunter Renfro uh, versus the Washington football team. Uh, it's a juicy matchup for receivers to begin with. Um, they, they've been, I mean, they for some reason they are trying to force the rock, they're trying to pound it. But now, with uh, potentially missing Darren Waller for uh, this week and potentially a couple more weeks, uh, they're gonna have to rely on a trustworthy ball catcher. And Hunter Renfro has proven nothing but that throughout his his career so far. He is those short routes, the under routes, the wide receiver screens. He's uh he's like kind of like a utility guy. He reminds me of uh, a Julian Edelman type player, but he um he's not going to sink your team whatsoever. He's gonna he's gonna carry your team with targets alone. He could get that touchdown and give you a really good week. Uh, but if they're gonna pass the ball, which right now uh, surprisingly Derek Carr is the number one quarterback for passing yards so far in the uh in the nfl which uh, is what everybody was betting on at the start of the year for sure i can only imagine <laughs> as i sarcastically say that but they're gonna, if they're gonna pass the ball it's gonna have to go to somebody reliable as they don't have those darren waller targets so uh, i'm gonna be starting hunter renfro with confidence this week as they play the washington football team yeah every i agree with that um sliding renfro in i think he's been one of our starts of the week for the, like the last five weeks here like um he he's turning into a you must start every week type of player here right before our eyes and you know i have him ahead of jerry judy in one league here i have judy on the bench and renfro starting instead of him mooney and renfro actually instead of judy i like uh i liked your uh van jefferson comment too he uh he was he just both got two scores last week like he had yeah. the tiptoes and he just missed it and that pass was actually from was it cooper cup that one Oh, I'm not even sure. I can't remember I, who it was from, but it wasn't even it wasn't even a Jared Goff pass. It was like a lateral pass screen, pull up, and then corner shot. And he just about had the tiptoe. So I like the Van Jefferson comment too. But Hunter Renfro, this was a this was a kind of a double edged sword for me because I'm playing against him in two leagues this week. So <laughs> I'm giving everybody the confidence, but I'm trying to convince this guy not to start him against. <laughs> yeah, it's not well, going well, you know. I hope Jared Goff is not throwing uh, Van Jefferson any more passes, but. Or sorry, Matt Stafford, sorry, not, not Jared Goff. You know I, I, I mean. just had to rib you there for that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised. I, I didn't get to catch much of the Rams game, but when I look back at those stats and those targets, 
Um, OBJ and, and Van Jefferson both had nine and 10 targets respectively there and, and cup had 10 targets. And, you know, that, that's great to see that the Rams are spreading the ball out like that. And, you know, three guys on the team that you can, can almost start is, is pretty impressive. The, um, the one thing I will tip the cap to is Zach. He's not here today, but he did mention Van Jefferson is the cheap option. You know, like everybody was trying to spend up for OBJ. I mean, Cooper Cup, you're going to have to spend out up the Yahoo to try and get him. <laughs> but but Van Jefferson was a cheap option. He was on the waiver wire for uh, for weeks, 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 weeks. He still might even be on the waiver wire for most teams. Like waiver wires, uh, it's, it's processing tonight as we're recording and for everybody in the morning. There's a good chance Van Jefferson could be on your waiver wires right now. Like, and he is equal part share in that offense right now. So it's definitely, definitely worth trying to trying to scoop. And, and like Zach mentioned, he's, he's the cheap option. So I'll give a tip of the cap there to, uh, to Zach, even though he's not here today. Um, do you, uh, I was, you want to hear, you want, do you want to share your uh, sit of the week here, Armin? Yeah. You know, I decided to go spicy this week. I, I was like, you know what, uh, our, our podcast needs a little bit of controversy here. We need to go a little spicy. So my sit of the week is actually the wide receiver that's projected to have the fourth most points this week. And I went with Stefan Diggs for my sit. Um, I was looking at the matchup and I wanted Zach here to confirm this because he's a huge New England guy. But from my understanding, New England they they shut down the top guy on every offense that the they number play. one option yep yeah and Diggs is for sure a hundred percent that number one option in buffalo there's no question about it no one's gonna try and argue with you that if you go out and and say Diggs is the number one guy in buffalo ain't happening he is the guy so new england is gonna put all their power into stopping Diggs. And New England has been a pretty good defense as of late, putting up good fantasy points if you have a, have a league with defenses. And, you know, they they definitely are up to the task of shutting down Diggs. So um, I went spicy, sit him this week. You'll be able to start him next week again. But, uh, you know, I just got that feeling in, in my bones that are, uh, Diggs won't be putting calls. up elite. Those are tough calls that can win you weeks, though, you know, like – yeah it's gonna be a cole beasley week i can feel it i can feel it <laughs> it's gonna be a cole beasley week cole as beasley are... and emmanuel sanders <laughs> just as predictable as anything else eh? like yeah just when you least expect it they come out and put up a 20 point week <laughs> um i'm going to um man you could just talk about the entire offense from this team for this one but uh, my set of the week <laughs> is uh alex collins running back from the seattle seahawks uh, if you watch that game, uh, I'm sorry if you watch the Seattle offense, cause woof, that was, uh, <laughs> it was a tough performance. Uh, if you have eggs in the Seattle basket right now, you are praying that, uh, Russell Wilson figures this out and be able to, cause predominantly you're talking about the DK Metcalf, you're talking about the Tyler Lockett's or Russ himself. Um, but they need to figure it out and it is not in the run game. I'm going to see. Uh, a steady share, I believe, of a, a shared backfield moving forward because Alex Collins did look pretty good to start the year there off of the Chris Carson injury. He slowly dwindled, and after picking up actually a big reception, I had the ball punched out and fumbled, and you saw his shares get uh, get cut after that. Uh, started sharing the backfield with DJ Dallas a little bit. Um, Travis Homer is is involved. Um, if uh, if Penny ever gets healthy, you could probably see him get shared into the mix here too. Uh, so I know a lot of people, including myself, were Chris Carson owners. We picked up Alex Collins. Uh, you you can't play him right now. Like you, you could easily get zero or one point. I think this past weekend he ended up putting two, three, four, something like that. It was very, very marginal amount of points. And against a San Francisco uh, team that's starting to figure it out quite a bit, the offense is clicking. Uh, and they're going to have to do with Odebo Samuel this week. Uh, but uh, that's a team that's looking pretty darn good. Defense is playing well. Offense is clicking. Seattle's going to have to try and compete. They're going to have to try and be able to put the ball in the air and keep up with San Francisco. And, um, oh, boy, <laughs> Alex Collins is not going to do it for you this week. So so park him and find another option. Uh, he, there's, he did 1.2 points in half PPR. Yeah, gross. 
there's there's lots of options you can find on the waiver wire that are going to get you 1.2 points you know like yeah. you might be desperate for running back but you're not that desperate there is a lot of options <laughs> out there right now go spend the house on alexander madison go spend the house on on several running backs chubba hubbard you'll have to wait a week i, I wouldn't be spending up for him all that much but a guy like um sony michelle like i don't think daryl henderson's been playing this week he's got that quad contusion um there's talks that he might be missing this week go pick up sony michelle like there's lots of options do not play alex collins this week he's gonna he's gonna burn you it's so, not that late in the night folks yeah get your, yeah uh, get your goggles off <laughs> yeah. um zach's upset of the week okay he uh he bet with my lions which i'm sorry all right <laughs> go lions go <laughs> pick number one let's go um this week he is going with the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals, everybody. So that game is going to be an absolute, uh, I think that's going to be a wagon of a game right now. Chargers are kind of looking hit and miss. Cincinnati's looking strong. So let's look for the Chargers to come out strong in that one. And uh, let's, uh, let's get Zach back in the 500 territory. He made a good point. He said, you know, it's hard making these predictions early in the week. A lot of things can happen before Sunday. And, we saw that last week. I think there was four different uh, major injuries or or news alerts that impacted that Chicago-Detroit game. But uh, that's what happens when you uh, bet early. Sometimes it helps your odds. Sometimes it hurts it. And so far, Zach's been doing a pretty bang-up job with uh, predicting the upsets. He was hanging around that 500 mark all season. So this week, we'll look at the Chargers versus Cincinnati for, for Zach's upset of the week. You know, I like that one. The, the Chargers, although they – they have the potential to beat any team in the league. I think they also have the potential to lose to any team in the league and, and bad, like blown out. <laughs> yeah. So they're so up and down and the Bengals, I think are, are the same. They're just not quite as up and down. Yeah. I hear you, man. Talking about, I hear you. My arm is going to fall off right now. I got my flu shot today. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just twitching. Like I'm trying to keep it moving. It's just, feels like it's drooping like just battling it right now um anything to add here Armin, before we wrap up this episode you know I was, I was gonna ask you when you finish that alex collins uh tangent there do you think dj dallas will eventually take over that backfield what do you think there chris carson baby wow until <laughs> what if chris carson doesn't go back like say we yeah. live in a world chris carson's done his career or even for this season, does DJ I don't want to Dallas live in a world where we talk over. about that. Yeah, DJ Dallas looked pretty darn good. Was it last year or two years ago when Carson went out and Dallas stepped in? He was the literally the only running back in the room because everybody had COVID and was sick and injured or something. I think it must have been last year. Yeah, that was last year. He was a rookie last year. And so. he and he looked good. Like he was actually putting a point and then he got injured. So you could dump him off. And I think it was uh was it Collins or was it Homer that finished the year out? I can't quite remember, but he uh he looked he looked not too bad actually so I think that's uh that might be a sneaky little pickup sneaky play you know because Travis Homerain and he's been on that roster for what five years now four <laughs> years it's, he's been on the roster for quite some time and uh, you know, uh yeah. I I don't mind DJ Dallas I think he looks more explosive than Collins even though he hasn't shown it in in uh on like yards per carry or anything like that like he hasn't busted anything big but you watch him run and he he looks definitely like he could do more than and he Collins. can get it you can get a little bit of receiving work going too like he made some snazzy catches last year too yeah he's a good receiver so i i'm kind of rooting for him i'd like to see see uh dj actually uh become the guy there until carson's back yeah we'll see man i hope he comes back like i hope this isn't a chronic injury where he's like calls it a career you know early because I mean, I've, I've shared my love of Chris Carson on this podcast many a time. So it's no, no surprise to the listeners by any means that I'm a, I'm a diehard Chris Carson fan. We talked a bit about this last week when we were talking about that Nick Chubb deal, right? Cause um, I told you, I, I love watching Nick Chubb play. He's just a guy I love to watch play. And that's why I have such a hard time selling him. Like if I, you you've come or you've dealt with this quite a few times trying to get chubb for me but i i ask a lot because i just like him i like the way he plays and i think chris carson's that guy for you eh? and i just don't even have him on many rosters that's the, he was, he's hard to get it might now yeah. might be the time you know he's had a couple injuries but now watch i buy him and now he might not play again <laughs> like that's just the risk <laughs> thing i have to play but 
Yeah. Um, a couple things before we wrap this thing up, you, uh, everybody listening at home, uh, we did the charity league and we had an, a huge influx of interest for that. Lots of people wanted in on the charity league, want to participate, obviously fantasy football for a good cause. Uh, we're going to have a couple things here that are going to be rolling in for the NFL playoffs, not necessarily the fantasy playoffs, but the NFL playoffs. We have two big things coming up, one for the NFL playoffs and then one for the Super Bowl. That's going to both be done for charity. I know we are a little bit out. It's only week 13 in a 18 week NFL season, but uh, at the end of every episode here, we're going to keep promoting it. I'm going to start getting some stuff out on the socials, but we have an opportunity for everybody to participate. We're not going to cap it for a limited amount of people. It's an opportunity to win some memorabilia, win some signs, sign stuff, win some prizes from the community. Uh, maybe a chance of a little, winning a little bit of money is never a bad thing either. So mm. it's an opportunity to get everybody involved. It's obviously for a good cause it's for charity. The money's going to be going to charity and it's an opportunity to forget yourself some cool stuff too, while supporting a good cause. So we'll, we'll be throwing this out on the episodes there, but uh, we're foreshadowing a little bit here with episode 13 we'll, or episodes or week 13, episode number 30. We're foreshadowing a little bit here and well, so we'll, we'll keep get, we'll drop maybe a little sneak sneak preview every episode, eh, Armin? Yeah, might as well. I think you've said foreshadowing the most you've ever said on an episode this week. So yeah, I gotta, this week should be episode thirty foreshadowing. I gotta open a I gotta open up as a thesaurus or something. <laughs> get, maybe open up my vocabulary a little bit. I'll go sit in some of the English classes and try and figure my life out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's wrap this thing up. It's getting late on a Tuesday. We'll edit this thing up and everybody will be a listen Wednesday morning. What do you figure? Sounds great. Uh have a good one, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. That's episode 30. Take care and we'll talk soon. Good luck this week, everybody. Mm-hmm.